Good morning on a cold winter's day uh, in South Africa from Jean Roof for uh, Mind Warp. I host this uh, show with Epi Stradom. The topic of today's podcast is an article that was written by two distinguished uh, writers around the following. A digitization of the technical value chain, which will help unlock the performance-based industrialization in South Africa. Big topic. Firstly, MP, I think you should say hello, firstly. <laughs> yes, good morning, uh, Jean, and good morning to our guests, Garth and, and Max, who, who we'll introduce in a moment. This topic of, of industrialization, you know, is big on, on South Africa's agenda. And I think we talk about South Africa and its agenda, but as we do, of course, it, it applies to other countries as well. So I'm very excited about this topic and looking forward to hear what our guests have to say this morning. Excellent. Let's first introduce Max Mayman from uh, Max and Associates. Max, you and I have a relationship going back three years. We did a paper together. I think you will also touch on the papers that you've written. We've also met jointly at Customers. The first time we met, I think, was in 2017 at one of our gold mining companies uh, with SAP. And our relationship grew from there. Max, introduce yourself. But uh, also, you know, why do you have the right to have a, a say about this topic? Thank you, Jean. Uh, good morning to everyone. So I'm an industrial engineer by trade and I specialize in manufacturing and engineering management. In, in the early 90s, I basically transformed the engineering management at Columbus Stainless. After that, I, I went back to manufacturing and specialized in advanced planning and, and optimization of the total value chain in companies. Uh, very, very technology driven. When we started to look at what can we industrialize in the mining industry, we then found that we, we're a bit lacking behind other industries and hence our paper at the mining conference two years ago. Thanks, uh, Max. Garth Strachan is our second guest. And uh, Garth, you're, you're no uh, small player in the South African industrial environment. History as Deputy Director General for Industrial Development Division at the Department of Trade and Industry in, here in South Africa. Why don't you talk a little bit more about your uh, history and, and how you also came to work with, with Max, maybe? Uh, yes, thanks. Good morning to, um, to everybody. Yes, I, I have long experience working in the industrial development and industrial policy domain until uh, my retirement. I also worked as the acting CEO of the South African Bureau of Standards. Everybody knows that South Africa and Africa has huge potential. Uh, we also know that there is dependency on resource extraction and export. And mining is hugely important, but we also have to look at mining because of its industrialization potential across the mining and technical value chains. And we also need to recognize that uh, we shouldn't, in my opinion, concentrate on the negatives. We have to concentrate on the positives. And one of those is to get government, the public sector, working closely with business to ensure that the opportunities presented by the new digital revolution and uh, digitizing value chains is a key instrument 
to ensure that that collaboration happens and that uh, value chains are integrated in the interests of competitiveness, productivity, uh, exports and uh, job creation. That's essentially why Max and I uh, have been working together, published the article and are working closely with government and labour to uh, secure as much understanding and support uh, for this issue as possible. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Max and, and Garth. It's an interesting topic. And, uh, and of course, the mining industry as one of the, the, the major industries in South Africa doesn't stand alone. And um, we often hear that we can learn a lot from other industries. Garth, you know, in our, in our previous discussions, you've also mentioned that you've had significant involvement in the automotive industry in South Africa and that, that you believe that there are some, uh, some principles that could carry over from that industry into the digitization of the technical value chain, et cetera, in, in mining. Do you want to expand a little bit to, uh, about that? Yes, of course, MP, thank you. Uh, South Africa produces less than 1% of uh, global production of automotives. Nevertheless, uh, the six, six big automotive manufacturers are located in South Africa with a local and, and global uh, supply chains. Notwithstanding the fact that uh, South Africa doesn't enjoy economies of scale because of a small domestic market and limited exports, we uh, had to come up with a plan probably two and a half years ago as to how we would keep our automotive capacity and capabilities in place. And we uh, developed a, a methodology which government has now adopted called the master plan process. And central to that plan was to get the OEMs uh, individually and in their organized capacity under the National Automobile, Aut Automotive Manufacturers of South Africa, NAMSA, the component manufacturers, NARCAM, labor into the room to say, how do we, as government, labor, manufacturers, and tier one to four suppliers, develop a collaborative plan to ensure that the automotive industry in South Africa will be uh, sustained and maintained and move to higher levels of production employment. And so in a process over a year, uh, there was an extensive engagement, which eventually developed a master plan. And the master plan hinges on a collaborative approach, which on the one hand, government commits to supply uh, side measures in the form of um, trade measures, tariffs, and in the form of uh, financing. And on the other hand, business committed to ramping up production to supporting local supply chains, local uh, manufacturers, uh, steadily increasing local content and exports. And on the other hand, labor committed to certain undertakings in this process. So I think the automotive uh, master plan 
stands out as a very good example of the fact that government bureaucrats can't sit behind computers and develop plans and regulations which are imposed on the private sector. On the other hand, the private sector, in this case, both the OEMs and the suppliers, need government as a partner for financing, for trade measures, for logistics, for a host of other uh, support measures. And so the critical question is, get around the table, develop a plan. It's a collaborative plan. It contains conditional commitments by each party and make sure that it is uh, grounded in the realities of the global economy. Old-fashioned industrial policy, crude import substitution no longer works. We have to ensure that we are part of global value chains using the best technology and digitalization to make sure that those master plans are grounded in innovation and technology. Well, thank, thank you, Shuh. That That is a good target to go for. And it's also nice to know that South Africa have done this before and is currently deploying that. Gov, you've told us about why you are into this. A bit of a personal account from yourself, Max. Why have you taken this on? This is a mammoth task that you've taken on together with Gov. Well, John, you are a partner in crime. So let me draw you into this. Uh, <laughs> Gov funded uh, the mining procurement study from the DTI. Uh, it was a very small study. We looked at the three largest mines in South Africa. Uh, their procurement record, try to understand what they procure, because that is a direct link to how we're going to industrialize. I think the mining companies never expected uh, what will follow next. But when we read the, uh, the procurement record, it was it was revealing. And, and if we put it on, on the line here, it's, it's, it's sad in today's uh, times when the largest mine in South Africa uh, buys from the largest chemical company in South Africa in a PDF email that contains an order. And that, of course, tells us a lot about how the value chains are set up in the technical industries in South Africa, where we lose total visibility uh, as soon as we place an order. We do not know when uh, production will be done by the supplying uh, company. We do not know what the capacity is. We do not know where the inventories are. We don't even know when it will be, be de delivered. There was very low levels of collaborative planning between, between mines and, and the, the technical suppliers. Now, there are two commodities in, in the mining value chain that is of interest. Uh, the one is the engineering uh, uh, procurement. And when we couldn't match up uh, what the mines were buying to an engineering maintenance plan uh, and, and, and blow that out uh, throughout our value chain, we, we, we started to get uh, worried. When we engaged with mine RP and, and, and you planned the mine, you planned the operations, but yet we could not make a link between your plan, a bill of materials, and the total visibility in the supply chain. Now, now given that picture, if that is the case, then it jeopardizes 
our initiative to create competitive entities. The mines will tell me always two things. Uh, firstly, the mine will stop if, if they don't have materials, then people will die on the one hand, you know, but then on the other hand, we've got no visibility what is coming down the value chain. And we create these total uncompetitive entities uh, that's got a direct impact on on the mine and the life of mine. And, I, and I'm on record saying that uh, the life of mine is not going to, in future, not going to be determined by, by the resource, but by the inefficient supply chain. Now, if we want to upscale that discussion, where we create these super efficient supply chains, by the way, just need to give you one piece of statistics, about 10% of suppliers drive 80% of spent in the mines. So there's no excuse. We should have set up these super efficient supply chains that can compete with anyone in the world. And yet, as a country, we fail to do so. So to link on to, to the automotive stuff, the consumer goods and retail sector in the early 90s went through the same process where they stopped and said, we can't continue working like this. And if we want to build a super efficient value chain, this is how we should work. So, so the reason for these articles is basically a call to action. We as the technical industries, mines, chemicals, steel, everyone need to get together and say if we want to build a super competitive south africa where we can create jobs then we need to change our thinking and mindset on how we do it max it makes perfect sense but shortly why are you involved this looks like a long journey a very big topic that you've picked uh, and will you ever see the end of this will you will you get the return that you wanted out of this why personally are you involved so value chain management is a passion of mine. I need to create jobs, but I can't create jobs in an environment that is totally inefficient. This is the last part of my career, <laughs> and, and this will uh, receive the right amount of the, uh, attention, and my friends in mining will know, as they do, that I will torment them until we can see from an engineering job card right through the process who's supplying it, and, and I can tell you how many jobs we've created. That, this is not a job for us. This is a mission. Uh, we are personally committed to what we do. Okay, so uh, we let's introduce the first article because my understanding is that there are some articles following this. So shortly, let's introduce the first article. Who wants to talk to us about the layout of the first article, which we will point the audience to? I, I can maybe start off and then Garth can expand on, on that. Uh, the first article is, like we said, a call to action. It is just creating the environment. The following article, we will go into deeper uh, understanding of what, what is listed in terms of item identification. How do we align business processes? From, from a value chain point of view, from a mine planning point of view, from an engineering point of view? How do we integrate suppliers and create that visibility and do the digitalization? And, and then the last article uh, will then put everything together in terms of industrial policy. I think that there is where Garth can 
explained a little bit more on our objectives? Yes, I, I think Max has summed it up very usefully. This is a call to action. What we're dealing with, though, is quite complicated um, technical issues uh, in the digitalization of the value chain, uh, the technical value chain, including mining. The critical question is that we have to ensure that we build an understanding of what we are talking about. Otherwise, there is a danger that people don't understand what is referred to as the digitalization of the technical value chain and therefore can't buy into the concept and won't get round the table in order to fashion the kind of collaborative solution which I referred to earlier, which was the automotive master plan. So the purpose of the articles is a call to action. It's to try and build an understanding of what we are talking about and to create a platform for the public sector, government, uh, mining and suppliers and service industries to get around the table to fashion a solution which will take us out of the existing impasse uh, which often characterizes uh, the industrial efforts in South Africa where people are speaking past each other, there's no common understanding, uh, there's very little understanding of what is possible in the new digital age and how we can use these instruments for competitiveness and growth. Garth, we have a client in South Africa, a senior client. I would only say that he's at Anglo Platinum, not uh, point him out, but he knows who he is, that often says to us, that sounds like sci-fi. Uh, so when we introduce some new topic and then he's very unbelievable and then we need to really prove to him that this is not just gobbledygook technical stuff. Garth, some of these concepts have been implemented as you took us through on the automotive side. The drive for innovation, quality and delivery and price are ultimately uh, what, what you are after with this initiative together with Max. Yes, absolutely. And for those who suggested sci-fi, I would uh, respectfully suggest that it has been done. It's not just in the automotive master plan. There's a, there's a clothing and textile master plan where we did exactly the same thing. We brought the textile companies, the clothing companies, the retailers into the room and after a process have ensured that there is a master plan which benefits everybody in the retail clothing and textile value chain. So it has been done, it can be done. And I think it's absolutely important that despite all the problems in South Africa, the political problems, the social problems that we have, let's concentrate on the positive. It can be done. Uh, let's get around the table. There are instruments that we can use in the fourth industrial revolution to assist in these processes. Men and women of goodwill can come together and make this work. We've kind of framed the, the problem domain now, but Matt, if I, if I may return to you, what's the end goal? What are we aiming to achieve, or, or I should say, what are you guys aiming to achieve specifically? And then what can readers and listeners expect in the next few articles, which, which I believe you're uh, planning to publish online as well? 
Yes, Impi. So let, let me link to the previous statement. Uh, when I met Garth, he said to me, this sounds like techno wow wow. <laughs> but but to, to, to make the link, behind Industry 4.0 or the fourth industrial revolution, people focus on the hype. Behind right. the hype sits a series of well-defined digitalization and other standards that companies need to basically adopt. What it means for us as a country, if we do not adopt these standards, then we will not be able to trade globally, which means for the mines, we're going to create very inefficient local industries that is entirely dependent on local demand, which will, in effect, increase mining cost. So what we want from this is that call to action, get around the table, and for once and for all say, this is how we need to manage our value chains in South Africa. That is what we want. Yeah. To my good friend Max, he's wrong. I didn't say it, this is techno wow wow. I said this is not techno wow wow. Is about smart cities and smart trains and uh, so on and so forth, which we can't achieve. This is actually applied, pragmatic application of the fourth industrial revolution. So this is this is really not an optional, you know, a hobby that someone or, or or an interest, some strange interest of academic people. Rather, you're saying, guys, uh, this is a do or die thing. You know, unless we as an industry and uh, and specifically inside of South Africa become competitive, A, South Africa is not going to be able to compete with other mining uh, countries and B, the mining industry as such is not going to be able to attract the smart money and, and compete with other industries the way that, that it could and should. Absolutely, Impi. Um, the question of the value chain when I mentioned it first and took the mining companies in South Africa on, on the way we run our value chains, they looked very, to, to me very strangely. But that same mine, John, that you've mentioned, published an RFP out of Ireland about two years ago, where the head of supply chain made exactly the same comments, that mining value chain management is behind. So, so yes, if we, want, if we want to build a competitive industry, in order to create jobs, then our mindset needs to change rapidly. So let's draw this to a close then, guys. We, we typically, oh, well, I, I should say firstly that we will dive into more detail in, in future podcasts as well. So the same as you guys are, are putting out a set of articles and, and for our readers who are interested, you can find more details on where to find the articles that Max and Garth have uh, published in our uh, show notes. But you can also find it linked to their LinkedIn uh, profiles, as well as on uh, Crema Media's engineering news websites, where they are both uh, columnists. So please uh, go and read those articles. They are, they'll be worth your while. So as we draw our show to a close today, we normally introduce our uh, reader, uh, listeners, I should say, to our uh, guests by asking our guests, what are you reading? What's on your bedside table? So that we don't only know about your technical expertise, but we also want to know about you uh, personally a little bit more. 
Garth, let's kick off with you. <laughs> what's what's on your mind? What's on your bedside table? What I'm reading is how Asia works. It's two years uh, old, but uh, it's a, very important to this conversation uh, because this book by Joe Stadwell points to the fact that the Asian tigers have embraced technology and are using technology to ensure that uh, the biggest economic miracle in the history of industrialization the world over is taking place in uh, Southeast Asia. And I can recommend this, how Asia works to everybody. That sounds incredible and like something that all of our listeners should listen to as well. Max, tell us about your reading. So, MP, I'm, I'm reading two books at the moment. Uh, the one was kindly given to me by, by God. Uh, it's from a well-known historian, Yuval Noah Hariri. It's called Homo Deus. I, I, I would suggest that everyone reads it. Because if we do not change our mindset on where we're going, we can dr draw many parallels from there to, to, to what we're doing in supply chain. But we will become extinct as a nation if we if we don't up our game. The second book, unfortunately, is a rugby book. Um, <laughs> it was written it's not unfortunate at all, you know. <laughs> it was written by Dr. Craven in 1957, the ABC of rugby. Uh, I've got all these friends in rugby, so so I also need to participate in the conversation, you know. So that's that's why. But it's a it, it is like the supply chain game. It comes with certain rules and. And, and more, you've got to learn more, to pass things from the left to the right. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and and the more you think about it, that things are different, the more you understand they're exactly the same. You know, uh, the technologies might change, but it's exactly the same. There are basics that we need to do in supply chain, in value chain. And that is that is so, so good. Uh, I mean, that book is amazing, but the old man wrote in 1957 about rugby, you know, so... Incredible. Guys, thank you so much from my side. It, it, it was a pleasure listening to you and chatting with you. And I look forward to the next conversations because this is a big topic, but also an incredibly important topic. Thank you, Garth and Max. Thank you very much to you, Jean, uh, to MP and to Max. Thank you to all.